0: And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Psalms 50 verse 15 is one of the many promises and invitation we have from God in the Bible. The invitation is this, that we should go to God whenever we find ourselves in trouble, and the promise is that he will help. This same idea is repeated in hundreds of verses throughout the Bible. God saying whenever we find ourselves in trouble, we should just go to him. And God has used multiple authors across different ages to repeat this same message. It's actually quite a simple message. It's not a message that can be easily lost in translation. If the message is so simple, why do we struggle to accept it? Why do so many Christians today treat God as a last resort whenever they find themselves in trouble? When we do something wrong, our natural reaction is to fix it. It's something that's innate within us. You can see this if you observe a child. If a child does something wrong, they will immediately try to fix it. Or if that fails, they will hide the wrongdoing. This is something that most of us learn from a very early age. When we mess up, we fix things. And if we can't fix it, we hide it. But where did we learn that from? Where did we learn that it's our responsibility to fix things? Or if we cannot fix those things, when we mess up, we should just hide them. For this episode, we're going back to the beginning. Back to the well-known story found in the Garden of Eden. In Genesis chapter 2, God commanded Adam and Eve that they shouldn't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But by the time you get to chapter 3, Adam and Eve had ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The couple who were naked and unashamed in chapter 2 are, in chapter 3, naked and afraid. The couple's nakedness was a constant reminder to them that they had done something wrong. And to clothe themselves... They sewed together fig leaves to make aprons. Our first parents, Adam and Eve, had a problem and they fixed it. Well, that's what they thought. Adam and Eve wore their newly made fig leaf clothing, but they still felt naked. They felt a nakedness that made them feel afraid. It was more than a physical nakedness. It was beyond what fig leaves could cover. It was a nakedness that screamed, I have done something wrong and I'm desperately trying to fix it. When DIY failed, the couple hid themselves from God. That was more than 6,000 years ago. Today, more than 6,000 years later, we find ourselves still making fig leaves to hide our nakedness. And when that fails, like our first parents, we hide. In today's episode, I'm going to explore righteousness by works, righteousness by faith, and why, after six millenniums, we are still sowing together fig leaves. The fig leaves that Adam and Eve sowed together in the Garden of Eden is probably the earliest recorded example I have personally seen of righteousness by works. Righteousness. The simplest definition I have ever heard of this word is this. Righteousness is doing what is right, or right doing. And righteousness by works is the belief that I can correct a wrong thought or action through the things that I do. It is every and any attempt that I make to fix my wrongs without God. And in the example of Adam and Eve, covering themselves with fig leaf was their way of making themselves right again. After all, if they didn't feel naked, then they wouldn't feel afraid and if they weren't afraid they wouldn't feel like they had done something wrong. Therefore, the only way to fix the problem was to address the nakedness. But despite their attempts to fix their nakedness, they still felt naked. The fig leaves didn't work. That's something we can agree with today. Fig leaves don't actually cover anyone. They don't cover anything and they leave us feeling exposed. And when we feel exposed, we hide. Not from each other. We do that as well, we do hide from each other, but we don't hide from... We hide not only from each other, but from God. Adam hiding from Eve isn't nearly as bad as Adam hiding from God. Eve couldn't deliver him, but God could. Like Adam, we hide out in our fig leaves with other sinners and wait for God to come and find us. We hide from our only source of help. And I actually think there are quite a few reasons, well, three. I'm going to go into three reasons why I believe we hide. Why we first try to make fig leaves and when that fails, why we hide. Reason number one is that We don't believe what God has said that he will do. Number two, we have an incorrect understanding of God. And three, we don't fully understand what righteousness by works really is. There are many ways to make an apron and sometimes we can't see that. But God is so merciful that even when we're hiding, he comes to find us. So, reason number one we don't actually believe what God says. God says come, we say hide. God says call, we stay quiet. That's in itself the simplest demonstration of the fact that we don't believe what God says if he's inviting us and we're hiding. If he's calling us and we're remaining quiet. We don't actually believe the promises we have in the Bible. Earlier I said that God has used hundreds of verses to communicate the same idea, and one of those verses barring the one I shared at the start of um this episode is psalms thirty four verse four I love how the easy English version puts it. It says this: "I prayed to the Lord, and He answered me. He saved me from everything that made me afraid. that fear that Adam and Eve felt in the garden here. We're told that if we pray to the Lord, he will answer and he will save us from everything that makes us afraid. Imagine living a life where you cry to God whenever you feel afraid, whenever you're in trouble. When we do that, we're simply doing what God has invited us to do. We are calling upon him in our day of trouble. We're admitting that we've messed up and only he can fix it. It's his problem to solve. Another verse, Psalms 107 verse 6 says this, Then they prayed to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from the danger that they were in. So this idea again that God is inviting us, he's telling us that whenever we find ourselves in trouble, our first attempt, our first thing to do isn't to make fig leaves, it's just to go to him, just go to him. The final verse I'm going to share from the plethora of verses that we have in the Bible is 1st John chapter 1 verse 9 and I'm going to use the easy English version again. It says but if we tell God about our sins he will forgive us. He will take away from us all our sins. God is true and fair So he will do what he promised and he will do what is right. When we mess up and we make fig leaves, that's our way of saying to God, we don't believe you. We know you say we should call you. We know you say we should come to you. We know you say that we should tell you, but we don't believe you. So instead, I'm going to sit over here in my little corner and I'm going to make my fig leaf and when I still feel naked which I will um I'm just going to hide out and see where I can go from there when we do those things we're basically saying to God I don't believe the hundreds of verses you have used different authors across different ages to say you mess up come to me when I was putting together this episode, I talked to one of my girlfriends about this, this idea of the modern fig leaves that we make to cover ourselves. And I remember her saying that some of the re- one of the reasons why we might make fig leaves is because we don't want to bother God. We don't want to go back to God again with that same thing that we asked for help for a week ago or maybe a month ago or a year ago and then to go back to him again with that same issue um, we don't feel like it's right or we're making progress and I heard I listened to what she was saying but I didn't agree with what she was saying and I did say to her at the time I was like I hear that but at the same time who else do we have who else can we actually go to who else will be able to deliver us in the time of trouble who will be able to help us when we've messed up again and we can't fix it and our fig leaves aren't covering us and we feel naked and exposed who else can help us and that idea or that line of thinking is so on like the bible there's nothing in the bible to back up this idea that if we've messed up too many times we need to start fixing it for ourselves In fact, the Bible is actually presenting the contrary, that when we mess up, it doesn't matter the amount of times we mess up, we still need to go to God because he is the only one that can fix it. He's the only one that can make the situation right again. And if we continue on the line of what righteousness is, is right doing, only God can make someone righteous who's messed up. And when I was talking to my friend, actually, I gave her this example of um, maybe having a bullet wound. So say I've had a bullet to the leg, but this is my 17th bullet. Am I going to hide away from the surgeon or the hospital and say, well you've kind of removed 16 bullets already. I'm going to try and figure out this one on my own. I'm going to sit at home in my living room and I'm going to be there picking away at this bullet, trying to pull it out myself. No, I'm not. I'm going to go to the hospital where i have been there five times or 15 times already. I'm going to go back because I realise that I can't fix this. I can't remove this bullet wound from my leg. And it's the same with sin. When we sin and we have messed up, it doesn't matter if it's the hundredth time the only person yes will feel guilty that we're going back again but the only one that can help us is God there is this really fitting song that came to mind when I was thinking about or recording this episode and it's a song called me again by Jay Moss and the first verse reads forgive me O lord it's me again i've disobeyed your word i've slipped out of your will regretful i stand me again and this is so fitting to what i'm talking about now because the christian experience is a lot of moments where we have to just say god it's me again and that in itself isn't actually a bad thing because We can stand before God and say, God, it's me again, or we can make fig leaves. And hopefully you can see that God isn't inviting us to make fig leaves. He's not concerned with our ability to make ourselves right. He's inviting us that whenever we mess up, we need to go to him. Before I move on to the next point, I just want to quickly say that the Christian experience isn't something where we sit and we passively do nothing and expect God to do everything. There are some things that God expects us to do for ourselves. For example, if I am starting or heading into a new Sabbath and I remember that someone's mad at me, God, through his word, has communicated to say that, Kemian, you need to go and sort her out. That's something for me to sort out. And then I can go and worship God. Matters related to forgiveness or love or worship. God has given us guidance in his word about how we resolve those problems. How we address those issues. But when it comes to righteousness, that's the one area which God expects us to go to him. There is no um, part that I can, there's nothing I can do. I have to just go to God. If I've upset someone or someone feels that I've upset them, that's an issue of forgiveness. I can play a part in that. I can take the lead role with that. With loving and caring for people, I can do that. With worship, God has given us guidelines about how we worship him. But when it comes to messing up and needing to be saved from the trouble that we find ourselves in, it's not something for us to deal with. And that's why we have the hundreds of verses, the hundreds of invitation that we go to God. Reason number two is quite similar to reason number one because it's about God. How do we see God? How do we see him and how do we relate, we relate to what he said? Do we believe that God is waiting for us to mess up so that he can judge us? How do we see God? Is it easier for us to talk to our family and our friends about our troubles? Family and friends who don't even invite us to give them our troubles. And we have a God who's saying, bring me your troubles whenever you find yourself. Whenever you find yourself in trouble, call me, tell me, pray to me, talk to me. And I am here to help you. We've got friends and family that we can talk to and reach out to when things are going good. Maybe we need someone to laugh with or we need someone to chill with. But very few people give us an invitation to come to them whenever we're having trouble. And that's exactly what God has done. He's saying whenever you find yourself in trouble, come to me. How we see God is something that we have to answer individually and honestly. And one of the ways we can go about answering that question is just looking at how we behave, how we react when we find ourselves in trouble. Where do we rank God when it comes to troubles? Do we go to him first? Is He number two or number three or number four, number five on our list of um, avenues that we go to? when we find ourselves in trouble that's something that we have to personally um reflect on and the final point on this uh, three-point list of why we use fig leaves why we make fig leaves and then we hide from God is because we don't have a correct understanding or full understanding of what righteousness by works is and when I say we I actually mean me A few weeks ago, I realized that there is so much more to righteousness by works that I don't actually understand, that I don't fully get and I had a fig leaf moment and that fig leaf moment is what prompted me to write this episode. My fig leaf moment made me realize that there are many modern ways in which we make fig leaves and hide when those fig leaves fail us just before i continue i just want to quickly recap what fig leaves are in the context of how i'm going to use it going forward so in the example of adam and eve them making fig leaves was their way of correcting the wrong that they had done It was their way of fixing the problem that they had created. So when I say fig leaves, or I've been using fig leaves throughout this episode, it's basically any and every attempt to make something right without God. So to help me to try and explain different types of fig leaves as well as modern day fig leaves, I'm going to draw on some examples from the Bible and then gradually bring it up to today. The first fig leaf example that I'm going to use outside of the Garden of Eden is found in the life of King David. In 2 Samuel chapter 11 you will find the record of King David's adultery with Bathsheba. Bathsheba was the wife of Uriah and David knew that. David watched as that beautiful woman washed herself he later made inquiries about her and was told that she was another man's wife but that didn't stop him and he sent for her often this story is viewed from the point that David should have been at war yes he should have been at war but he wasn't he wouldn't have seen true But he did. This episode isn't about not sinning. It's about what we do when we sin. So back to David. What did he do when he sinned? David did nothing. No one knew about his sin. Unlike Adam and Eve, he didn't have a constant reminder that he had sinned. So the king did nothing. But after some time, Bathsheba notified the king that she was pregnant. The news led King David to sow his first fig leaves. King David had called Uriah home from the war. Because at the time, Israel, Judah were at war. Most of the men were out as soldiers fighting in this war. Uriah. A loyal and faithful soldier was at war when David took his wife. So David invited Uriah home from war. And in verse 8 of 2 Samuel chapter 11, David encouraged Uriah to go home and made arrangements for a gift to be delivered to his house. It was David's hope that Uriah would go home and sleep with his wife, and later believe that the child that she was carrying was his. However, Uriah didn't go home. In verse 10 and 11, David questioned Uriah, Why didn't you go home? Uriah made an oath that he wouldn't return home. He couldn't go home to eat and to drink and to sleep with his wife. While Israel and Judah were all out at war, as long as the king lives, he wouldn't do it. Those were his words. The thing about David's story is that there were so many junk, like so many points in which David could have turned from his course. There were so many opportunities for him to stop what he was doing. And sometimes when we look at the story of um, David's adultery, we gloss over some of the details. But here, Uriah's oath that he wouldn't return home could have been an opening for David to throw away his fig leaf. To throw away his ideas and his plans to fix the problem, the sin he had created. David had ample opportunities to take God at his word, to accept the invitation to call upon God in the day of trouble and he will deliver and we shall glorify him. But the story continues and in verse 12, David had another request for Uriah. His request was this, that Uriah would stay for another day and then he will let him depart and return back to war. When I was reading the Seventh day Adventist Bible commentary, it said that it was it was almost like this is my words, rephrasing it from my understanding, is that David was hoping that by staying being so close to home a little bit longer, that Uriah might change his mind and go home. But Uriah stood firm. So in one final attempt to get Uriah to go home and to sleep with his wife so that David could conceal the thing that he had done. In verse 13, David invited Uriah to eat and drink with him. At that meal, David got Uriah drunk, but still Uriah wouldn't go home. Not even drunkenness could sway him from his words. When David realized that all of his attempts... To conceal his sin, to create his fig leaves, to hide away from what he had done, when they all failed, David arranged Uriah's murder. After Uriah's death, Bathsheba mourned for her husband, and when her mourning was over, the king made her his wife. After all, she was no longer bound by marriage. David's fig leaf took a man's life. Lust led him to adultery. To adultery he added lies. And to lies he added murder. Why? Because he wanted to fix things. His fig leaves were better than going to God. That's the thing about fig leaves. When we use them, we don't see a need to go to God. Because after all, we've fixed things. Things are okay now. We are not naked and ashamed. No one knows about the sin. So we fix things. Why do we need God? And that's what Adam and Eve did. They had thought they had fixed their nakedness. David thought he had fixed the, the adultery, the sin that he had committed. So he didn't go to God. Fig leaves aren't just something of the past. They are very real today. Earlier, I mentioned that I had a fig leaf moment. I didn't steal or lie or murder someone to conceal my sin. But I hid. Not from anyone, but from God. And I didn't go foraging to find fig leaves to hide myself. Instead, I waited. The time between me committing my sin and me going to God became my fig leaf. And it's like the voice of God himself said to me, Why did you wait? Why do we wait? The God who forgives us at four in the evening is the same God who would have forgiven us at eight in the morning or at seven in the morning. So why do we wait? The invitations are there. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we sew together fig leaves, we are simply saying to God, we don't believe you. So, we're going to fix this for ourselves. If you've made it this far in this episode, I want to say thanks for sticking around. But more importantly, I want to remind you of this. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 verse 9 God isn't concerned with our ability to fix things. He's concerned with our ability to believe him. I'm going to pause here because I feel like it's a fitting place to stop. We haven't explored righteousness by faith and there is still so much to say on righteousness by works therefore there will be a part two to this episode if you have been blessed by this episode please share it with someone until next time take care